Pizza, pizza, pizza time. The official pizza of the Shock Fantasy Podcast is 7th Avenue Pizza. This is soda-style thin crust at its absolute best. It's not that crappy thin crust. It's solid crust integrity here. Not too thick, not too thin. The sauce was derived from an ancient recipe passed down from the Norse gods. And the cheese, oh, 100% primo cheese on these pies. You can pick your toppings as well. There's your conventional pepperoni or sausage, but there's also five cheese, Mexican, meatball, and pepperoni. Even a bacon cheeseburger za for you. My favorite, though, is the Lucky 7. Italian sausage, pepperoni, beef, Canadian bacon, and three types of cheese. Dang it, my mouth is watering just talking about it. I might need to go fire up the oven and make myself one before the podcast. Find your 7th Avenue pizzas at High V, Cub Foods, Lunds and Byerly's, and Holiday Station stores. And go follow them on Twitter at 7th Avenue Pizza. Let them know Shock Fantasy steered you toward their amazing za. Ahoy, Shock Fantasy fans. This is Matt Harrison. And before the show begins, I have three jobs for you. First, please take a look at your phone and hit the subscribe button on the Shock Fantasy podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Second, wherever you're listening, give me a rating and a review for the show. If you include your Twitter handle in the review, we might send you something fun in the mail. We do that periodically. And third, if you haven't yet subscribed to the season pass of Shock Fantasy, you should. You get 365 days of the Shock Fantasy Super Dash, which gives you stats and info to set all of your weekly lineups, including DFS lineups. The redraft and dynasty trade value charts, so you never get taken to the cleaners in a trade. Our waiver wire content each week. The Super Bowl, Thanksgiving, and NFL draft prop bet games so you can make friendly wagers with your family and friends at the most important football gatherings and preseason cheat sheets for basically every kind of fantasy football imaginable. You'd be getting those for next year. Now, all of that curated color coded data comes to you for only $40 for a full year. That's 76.9 cents per week. But if you act now and use the promo code AirBear. You get the whole year for only 25 bucks. That's promo code AIRBEAR, A-I-R-B-E-A-R, for those of you who are brave spellers. Enter that at checkout and we'll knock off $15. Thanks for listening. On to the show. Now, first off, how would we describe shock? <laughs> Welcome to the fantasy. <laughs> nice. Nice. Man, you are one pathetic loser. Ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Shock Fantasy Podcast. It's the very special Thanksgiving edition to the Shock Fantasy Podcast, where I, Matt Harrison, your host, will preview all three of the Thursday Thanksgiving games, Fantasy Football Weekly style. Shock Fantasy style, because we do pluses and minuses here. Yeah, that's right, Church. Pluses and minuses. What are you going to do about it? All right, let's dive right into it. Uh, but I, I do want to mention that uh, over at Shock Fantasy, the Super Dash is up, and the Thanksgiving Prop Bet game is now available on Shock Fantasy, and that's free 
for anybody. It's under the free articles tab. So uh, even if you don't subscribe to Shock Fantasy, uh, you can use the Thanksgiving prop bet game, print it off, play it with your family at home. And uh, I think it'll be a great little treat during the football games. It's not too intensive. 21 questions, seven for each game. Uh, it, it, it won't it won't ruin your day by having to glue your eyes to the TV or anything. You can you can walk back and forth. You can have a good time. All right, let's start with Buffalo and Detroit. Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs, obvious A plus grades here. And Gabe Davis gets a solid B grade. Uh, the matchup is as good as it gets. The only question is, does Gabe Davis find the end zone? Isaiah McKenzie is C minus start as well, kind of a DFS dart throw. He's seeing between 40 and 60% of snaps right now. And like I said, the matchup against the Lions, basically top five for wide receivers in just about every category. Uh, eighth most receptions allowed, fourth most receiving yards, touchdowns galore. Uh, it's a good matchup for the Bills wide receivers. I like Dawson Knox a lot in this one. He faces one of the easiest matchups he's going to see this year. The Lions are bottom 10 in receptions, yards, and touchdowns allowed to the tight end position. For that reason, I'm giving Dawson Knox a B grade this week. And if you're playing on a sports book, like maybe DraftKings Sportsbook, I like Dawson Knox at plus 180 for any time touchdown score or a long shot bet of plus 1300 for the first touchdown of the game. I think that's kind of interesting. I like that matchup for Dawson Knox. Devin Singletary is a solid B grade here. My only concerns are it's so easy to pass against the Lions that they may avoid running the ball all that much. Uh, And James Cook showed some flash, and I wonder if he gets a little bit more run here. Uh, Both backs had 86 yards on the ground last week. It took Singletary 18 tries to get there. Cook only had 11 attempts, but he was only on the field for 16 snaps compared to Singletary's 47 snaps on the field. What this tells me, it's a run play when Cook is on the field, and they trust Singletary a lot more in the pass pro right now. So he'll probably be on the field right around 75% or more of the snaps this week, especially if it's a pass-heavy game. So I'll leave Cook on the bench, but I'm encouraged at what I saw last week. On the Detroit side, Amon Ross St. Brown gets an A-minus grade. The Bills secondary has seen a lot of injuries this year, and they've allowed the 13th most receptions, 11th most yards, and a touchdown per game to the wide receiver position so far. St. Brown hasn't scored since week two, but that's got to be a mirage and something's got to give here. DJ Chark and Josh Reynolds are still both limited in practice on Wednesday. They probably won't play on the short week. So we could see Khalif Raymond as the second wide receiver. He's not playable, but that's kind of why I like Amon Ra to be the funnel system for the Lions passing game this week. And what could be just garbage time for the Lions in the second half. They might be just chucking to Amon Ra all day long. Jamal Williams scored three times last week and dominated the touch count. In fact, Justin Jackson actually had more touches than DeAndre Swift last week. It was 10 to 8 in that department. Swift is still more involved in the passing game and the most involved in the passing game out of all the Lions' backs, but it's obvious that the Lions' staff fears getting him dinged up by running him between the tackles 12-plus times per game. Only saw five carries last week. Buffalo ranks middle of the pack in most running back categories, but they've been fairly tough against receiving backs. They're only allowing four-and-a-half catches and about 36 yards per game through the air to opposing backs. So for that reason, I'll give Williams a B grade because I think it's going to be ground and pound with him. Swift just gets a C minus, and I think it's more of a Thanksgiving miracle if he has an outstanding day here. 
Jared Goff is only startable in super flex leagues this week, but if you need him with all of the new quarterbacks starting this week, you, you actually might need him, but I'm only giving him a C grade in this one. I uh, do want to mention that, uh, by the way, I, I work at Sports Hub, and you know we we do this little app called League Safe Locks. It's kind of similar to my my prop bet game that I do, but I encourage you to download the League Safe Locks app. Uh, it's totally free to play. Uh, it's it's a game with prop bet style questions. You, you push a little button on there, and your phone gives a little buzz back at you, a little haptics right there. And uh, it's free to play, and there's a $1,000 prize pool this week. You can get in just for Thanksgiving. You can get in every week of the season, and a $1,000 prize pool every week. Super fun, giving away money. All right, Giants at the Cowboys. The Giants should side should be pretty easy for me to talk about because there's really only three guys here. Uh, Saquon Barkley gets a B grade. Dallas is one of the league's best run defenses, but Barkley was able to take 18 touches for 126 combo yards and a score in the first meeting. So he still gets the B. Uh, Daniel Jones gets a C nearly on his rushing alone. He's averaging 47 rushing yards per game facing a Cowboys pass rush that really forces quarterbacks to run for their lives, which is why they've allowed the 11th most rushing yards to quarterbacks. He's got no wide receivers left except for Darius Slayton after the Wandale Robinson injury. And Slayton gets a volume C here. Should probably see at least eight targets in this game. And game script should be in favor of a passing game in the second half at least. Uh, The Cowboys do allow a wide receiver score per game on average, so there's that. So uh, Slayton's a fine play at, at a C grade here. On the other side, Tony Pollard gets an A grade. Zeke gets a B grade. The Giants have allowed the second most yards per carry this year at 5.3 and the seventh most rushing yards per game to the position. The Giants are pretty tough against the pass at all facets, so a ground and pound game combined with their tough defense is probably the game plan for the Cowboys in this one, which is why I like the runners a lot more than I like the passing game. Uh, Dak Prescott, he just gets a B- minus here. He's had multiple passing scores in his last three games and over 250 yards in all three of those as well. The only fear I have is they just don't need to pass all that much in this one. Uh, And the Giants have allowed the third fewest completions this year, the 11th fewest passing yards, and the sixth fewest passing score. So tough to get anything done against the Giants through the air. That's why Dak only gets a B- minus here. Uh, C.D. Lamb downgraded to a B because of that as well. Uh, he did catch eight kept eight balls for 87 yards and a score in the first meeting. And really, he's getting the majority of the wide receiver targets, so that's why he's still playable. But like I said, the Giants don't give up a ton through the air, so Michael Gallup, Noah Brown, they're on your bench. I'll give Dalton Schultz a C grade, though. He was targeted in the end zone last week. He did score the week before, and he's almost back to a top eight tight end at this point with Dak back in the saddle. Uh, The Giants have randomly allowed the eighth most receiving yards to tight ends. So I kind of like Schultz here. Maybe he's even like a C-plus grade in this one. All right, that was two of the matchups down. Breezing through these. All right, let's go to the Patriots and Vikings. This one's a little bit interesting. It's the late game. If you're playing on Fanball this week, uh, use one of your two flex positions for some of those guys. Uh, on the Patriots side, you can't start a Pats quarterback, uh, as Mac Jones could be replaced by Bailey Zappi, uh, halfway through the game. If things aren't going right, uh, it's kind of a pity because it's a half decent matchup against the Vikings too. 
third most passing yards allowed in the league, uh, which is why I will start Jacoby Myers with a B grade. From the slot, he'll face Chandon Sullivan, who's allowing 84% of the passes in his coverage to be completed. None of the other wide receivers are really startable, but I do like Tyquan Thornton as a deep DFS dart throw at a near minimum price. He's kind of a speedy gadget guy, and he's the type of player who'd have like two to three touchdowns against the Vikings in some random Thanksgiving game. Ramondre Stevenson, he gets an A minus grade. Damian Harris gets a C plus. Uh, Stevenson has completely taken over the lead back role. He's had 19 plus opportunities. That's rushing attempts plus targets in seven straight games. Uh, he's utilized a lot more in the passing game as well as the Vikings just let a similar style player and Tony Pollard run wild on them last week. Uh, Harris gets the starting grade because he's still in the 10 touch per game neighborhood. And that's, you know, enough to gain 50, 60 yards, maybe a score here. The Vikings don't allow a ton of yardage on the ground to running backs, but they have allowed almost a touchdown per game on the ground to opposing backs. So Harris startable at a C plus. Uh, on the Viking side, it's kind of gross. I don't like this at all as a Viking fan. Uh, but let's start with TJ Hawkinson. Uh, he gets the best matchup against the Pats. Very tough defense. Uh, the Patriots have allowed the third most tight end touchdowns on the year. That's seven through 10 games. To give you a, an idea about why seven touchdowns through 10 games is interesting for the Pats, They've only allowed four touchdowns total to wide receivers in those 10 games, and they've only allowed two total scores to running backs all year. They've allowed more touchdowns to tight ends than running backs and wide receivers combined. So Hawkinson gets the B grade here. There's not a lot else that I like on the Viking side, at least some big downgrades for players. You just kind of hope it's a bounce back week for the Vikings after last week's drubbing by Dallas, but... Christian Derrissaw, uh, he won't be playing at tackle, and the Vikings looked very lost with him last week against Dallas. Uh, the Patriots' defense has allowed the fewest completions, the fourth fewest passing yards, the fifth fewest rushing yards, the fewest rushing touchdowns in the league, and they're top five in every category against wide receivers. So... I'm not going to bench Justin Jefferson, but I'll only give him a B grade here, and that's about as low as you can get on Justin Jefferson right now. I will leave Adam Thielen on the bench, and Kirk Cousins gets like a C-, minus, maybe a desperation D-plus grade. It feels like the Vikings offense is really going to struggle in this game to get to 21 points. Uh, their hope is to just keep Dallas, or sorry, New England's offense uh, to a similar spot. I think it's going to be a very low-scoring game. Dalvin Cook, also startable, but he only gets a C-plus grade here. Uh, the bright spot is you think the Pats are going to try to take away the best weapon on the Vikings. That's Justin Jefferson. So maybe things are just a little bit easier on Cook, but still, it's the best running back defense in the league. That's why Dalvin's only a C-plus grade in this one. That's it. I appreciate you guys tuning in and listening to the Shock Fantasy Podcast. I hope it helps you uh, build some lineups on Fanball. DraftKings, FanDuel, wherever you play, and make sure that you got all your season-long lineups uh, all set for Thursday. And uh, I'll be back doing five more matchups on Fantasy Football Weekly, recording Friday, Black Friday afternoon. Uh, should be available Friday, 
and around around your dinner time probably, and then uh, you can listen to it live locally on KFAN uh, on Saturday morning. All right. Uh, I hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving. Make sure to download the Shock Fantasy Thanksgiving prop bet game free for everybody over at shockfantasy.com. Talk to you guys later. Bye.